0: Up ahead and all hope, listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. First off, we've got a voicemail from Rich Frazier, Cockatrice Nuggets man. Yes, sirree. All right. Take it away, Rich. Oh man, Glenn, this is rich. Uh, you nailed it there. That was awesome. I like the uh, the idea of starting in a sanitarium. You know, um, it's it's very grim, dark, and that's the way I like my games. And it'd be a perfect funnel. Um, you could even start them off with some sort of madness. Um, I would, I would kind of stay away from the more psychiatric, uh, conditions just, uh, just in case, you know, uh, you get it wrong or you're offending somebody. But man, I would, I would love to start people with, uh, some crazy, like, uh, some crazy problems of their own. Um, sounds good. And, uh, I'll let you know if I start one of my campaigns that way. Thank you much, Rich. I appreciate that email. Yeah, that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Keep me posted on that. Asylums are always fun. I think I got the idea. I kept thinking about it when I, a long time ago. I used to run a college through the game. And they had a supplement called the Asylum and Other Stories, which was a bunch of shorter scenarios. And it was basically asylum. People who were investigating it and the... The director was involved in Cthulhu Mythos stuff, and I just thought that would be a great setting for a D&D, a D&D campaign. Also in, I believe, the 5th edition, I only played 5th or 5.5, maybe 6th, I'm not sure, but they had a list of phobias, so you might want to go look that up, an older edition of Call of It might be in the newer one, I don't know, I don't have the newer one, the 7th. So thanks a lot, Rich, I really appreciate that so 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 what are we talking about today oh yeah i came up with something the other night i thought of something the other night that i'm putting into practice and it has to do with prep again it's another another little thing about prep something you can do now it also helps you avoid the railroad if you if you're inclined to do that, it's kind of a a bit of a deterrent, a bit of a help, because I'm all about taking my negatives and turning into positives. And I know I do this, and I know a lot of game masters out there do this. When they come up with a good idea for an adventure, you start thinking, gee, I can hardly wait for them to try this adventure. I've got like and you get these scenes set up in your head, you know confrontations and some lesser game masters will try and fit the fit the characters to the scenario you don't do that you fit the scenario to the characters and what i'm saying is if you got all these neat scenes in your head that you think should go on they may or may not depending on what the players do i mean the players have you know pretty much uh free action or the illusion thereof and so your stuff may not get used of course this is an occupational hazard of course i mean this is going to happen and it's it's kind of a little distressing because you don't want to force people into doing what they do but at the same time you're kind of disappointed something didn't happen that you thought was going to happen well If you're a new, if it's a new group, you got to get to know them. And if you have a group for a while, you pretty much know what they'll bite at and what they won't. But at the same time, you come up with, oh, but this would be so neat if they did this. Well, they may not do that. So here's a solution or a partial solution or something anyway. Take those seeds. First of all, write your scenario. Just, you remember, you know, framework situations, not plot. You have an overarching plot ish you have you have a goal let me put it that way and you put you put roadblocks in front of the pcs and see how they handle them that's the way you're supposed to do okay this happens let's see what they do but don't try and fit in your predetermined i mean set up the situation but don't try and fit in your predetermined conclusion and what i'm saying is if you've got all these in your head write them down anyway and put them aside just keep them to the side they may or not may not get used. And have them at the table there and it looks like it's starting to go that way, then you can say, okay, they did that, cool. And if they don't, well, keep it to the side anyway. You can use it for something else because you already have it. If you have it written down, you have it in your files. If you can fix it, fix it to something else, that's great. You'll be able to use it somewhere, somehow. I mean, I'm, I'm reminded of an anecdote about uh, Walt Disney. And when they were making Snow White, they had this idea of the, I don't know if it was the ride or, pro, no, the movie. It was, they wanted the prince and Snow White to dance in the clouds. And they just couldn't fit it in. And they couldn't fit it in, in the rides. I think it finally did in like the Tokyo Disneyland or something like that. But, but they kept it. They kept the idea. Until they could find a place for it, and I've heard, I've seen this, you know, dozens of times. Songwriters do this with songs. About half the soundtrack of Wizard of Oz came from Harold Arlen and Yip Harburg's trunk, song trunk, that songs they saved that they never used. They would do stuff like, okay, let's use this song here. Let's change the lyrics to fit the situation of whatever they're doing. And then they use a song. So that's what you do. You write these scenes down, have a little, you know, if you've got a notebook or if you're using like OneNote or, or Evernote or some other way of keeping track of your campaign, make a section there for unused ideas. And I try, I try, I've tried for years to carry around a little notebook for ideas. And I've got some of them, but I really didn't write so much in them. So, this is the time to do it. If you've got an idea book or set up a section called unused ideas, write them down. And you don't have to put the context, but just write them down, even if it's just one line. And keep it. And keep it there. Also, if you can make them fit in later, if the game is running short or something, or you need to put in something else, look at that. Look at your unused ideas. Maybe you can jerry-rig something into it. So, remember remember to keep that file. Keep that file with you. I mean, any creative people, all creative people, even painters, I think, they keep files, they keep morgues, what they call... Usually the morgue for an artist is, like a, a visual artist, is something like... Pictures from they used to cut up before the internet. They used to cut up pictures from like newspapers and other places and magazines for inspiration. And so this could be this is an idea morgue, basically. Call, call it called the idea morgue. I've got a I've got a little tiny composition book, four and a half by three point two five inches. And I just, it's my idea book. I just put a little picture of a light bulb on there and signed it. And that's my, that's my idea book. I've only got, I think I've written in four pages because I'm remiss on this. I should be doing this. So every time you come up with an idea for a scenario, sit down and write that scenario out. And then if you got the ideas, just write it off to the side, one, one, one sentence and then write the scenario and look at that and go, okay, can we fit this in anywhere? If not, or if the characters don't go that way, so be it. You could also use it if the characters don't go where you're, you where you think they're going. You could use that. I'm not saying to, to corral them back in, but not no quantum ogre stuff. but what I'm saying is if you could wherever you can fit these things in, fit them in. And it's also known as, the, I also call it the slush bile. So we've talked about that before. I've got a few episodes of that. But, you know, don't let those ideas rule you. That's what I'm saying. Don't let those ideas rule you when you're writing a scenario. If you have to, like I said, write these down, put them aside. They're already there. You don't have to keep thinking about them. So you know they're there. And then write the scenario and then go back and look at it, at those ideas. And if nothing comes to mind, just run the scenario as is, take them with you. If you want to thumb through them during play or anything like that, well, not during play, but I mean, you know, like on a break or something, see what they're doing, see if you can possibly fit it in. If you can't, oh, well, so be it. It's, you know, art is to me, to me, my my thing, I don't remember who said this, but art is a taking away. And what I'm saying is, you take away things, you set you set yourself limitations, and try and work within those limitations. I'm not saying you shouldn't think outside the box, but you should really set some limitations and see what you did. There. Chuck Jones did that with the Roadrunner cartoons. He had a list. Of, he came up with a list of things that he, he What he, can I do? And the the point of it is, if you do the limitations, how many variations on these on this limited space can you make? That's where the creativity comes in right now, right there. Art is a taking away. Remember that. It should be restricted because if you don't have any restrictions, I don't know about you, but I can't really, I can't really function with everything. If I got too many choices, I kind of shut down a bit. And it's just hard for me to it's hard for me to think so okay like if I'm drawing I use I use uh, cardstock I buy we buy a Rema cardstock because every once in a while we need something for cardstock I do I know that and I will just I I will I will just here's an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper fill it and I will that there's my there's one of my boundaries right there that paper I could probably get a bigger piece of paper and fill fill that, but still, it's still a limitation. So, limiting yourself is good, which means take your extra ideas and put them in your slush pile, your idea out, your idea file, whatever you want to call it. So, go ahead and use that, and I'm going to go start my day. So, if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, you can get a hold of me at oldmangrognar or gmail.com for an email, or you can drop me a voicemail and Anchor. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, and Mark for the support. And Mark Wallring's The Yawning Owlbear. Give it a listen. So I'll talk to you folks later, I guess. Until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions?